Blog Talk Radio. That is, it's hot like fire. <laughs> For the people listeners, you're here. You're at UWC Radio. Don't forget, you can always check out the United Wrestling Council. Had to switch over to Sunday. Um, for the people that have been following on social media, because I've been busy all day today. Sunday for me is supposed to be a day of rest, but there's so much going on that I. You, first of all, we had to switch not only this show but both of my shows that I do just so we can accommodate. A couple of people, but real quick, before we get on to that, um, I've got a lot to talk about today. My my guest today is going to be Hyde. <laughs> I, it's, it's funny because he, I worked a show with them for RJ. I believe it was a show for RJ um, over at the Lucha Arena over there on Florence and Maine. And uh, it, when, when I got a hold of him and all, he's like, oh, dude, I don't remember you or whatever. But people do so much, and it's been such a long time with all this COVID that it's like, oh, it's me, Fabio. But, oh, okay, cool. So anyways, he's going to come on. And I'd like to have guys like this on, young guys like this, because I want to talk about it because I'm, I'm so old to the business. And you know how they say you learn something new every day. So I like to run stuff by these guys just to kind of get their their point of view. And when I'm, when I'm getting prepped for the show, one of the things is like they're, they're so – the business has changed so much that they're able to, to start getting paid. I mean it took forever. It was funny because I was talking to um, – I can't, God darn, I can't remember who I was talking to. I think it might have been Kayam or, or Enigma or somebody like that, and we're talking about getting paid. And I was saying, man, it took me years, like a, a, probably a year and a half to make $20 because I was training with Pete, and I had to pay my dues and putting up the ring and all that stuff. And, and it took me a while. And then now guys are getting paid left and right. So when I was coming up, there was there was no independent wrestler who could make money just being an independent wrestler you had to have a full-time job the only two that back then that i knew were well actually there was three it was uh christopher daniels samoa joe and superboy because they were going back and forth to japan joe was going to zero one ring of honor and they were able to actually you know uh, make a living at it but we always had to have a a full-time job i mean if you didn't you're gonna be struggling and looking for money, but it never bothered me because I always kept a full-time job. So it's just funny. I want with the younger guys that I have coming up, like Hyde, I want to run some stuff past him because I don't want to be that grizzled old veteran like like Barca, who's so you know uh, uh, angry on the business, or Bret Hart, who was awesome person, man, such a worker that I used to watch. Go, man, that guy just that guy's got it all, man, and and he's so bitter towards the business. I don't want to get like that. That's that's what I'm, I want to be that old guy that's going, hey man, well, back in the day when I was wrestling and I used to do this, nobody cares. They, it's like those progressive commercials where they go, nobody cares that you got up early today. Nobody cares or whatever. I don't want to be like that. So I like to get them on here. I'll have Hyde on coming up in about 10 minutes or so. I'm going to talk a little bit about the business and talk about what's going on and what you're doing during this COVID. You know, are you training? Are you getting else? Because it can go one of two ways. Either you're just going to kick back and and relax and see what happens, or you're going to get 
turn the other way and start training. Get yourself together. Maybe get some new gear, a gimmick, change the gimmick up or whatever, something. Get you a ballet or just something to to get you to that next level. So I'm hopefully he can talk for a little while because I want to run a bunch of stuff by him. But anyways, for, it's funny because I'm waiting to go on the air and I'm, I'm going through all my social media and stuff like that. And I posted up a picture because today, like I said, Sunday's supposed to be my day of rest, but it just – it just doesn't stop, man. This is, and I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest right here on this show. I I don't want to do it anymore. Not because I I don't like you or I'm grizz. I don't want I don't want to commit to something and not be able to give you full attention. I work for uh, Lucha Central, which is Kevin Kleinrock, and he's done what, one of the few people in the business that is actually. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Righteous. I mean, he, I, something got done to me. He came correct, fixed it for me, was a man of his word. So I can't, I can't go up to Kevin and go, Hey, Kevin, I can't give it a hundred percent anymore. I'm going to walk away. I just can't do that. And then Michael Parks, I've known him for years, worked with him for years, did shows with him. I, you know, he, I'm helping him. I'm working in, in the office for him at, at PWA. And, and, you know, I, I don't want to not be able to give him you know, a hundred percent. And then same thing with this show right here, Manny Pinson, the, the owner of the United Wrestling Council. It's the same thing. You know, these guys are driven. They want to, you know, get a radio show to get their stuff out there. They want to do a show. They want to mix it with the luchas and the women, you know, and, and stuff like that. I mean, and it's just very, very difficult for me to, to do that. And then just today, this is, this is, I'm going to make this point real quick. We'll go to commercial and then, then we'll, we'll get Hyde in here. And talk to him about some of the stuff that's going on and talking about indie wrestling in general. But this is what I'm talking about. This is what I tell the young guys today. If, if they call you from Bent Fork, Kentucky and say, hey, man, I got a podcast on. Can you come on? Why on God's green earth would you say no or would you say I'm too busy? I would make time. I don't care who it is because which is a perfect example. I worked for Scotty Nelson for, for almost nine years at, on the mat. I did a podcast for him. We did live broadcast. We did everything. You name it. We drove to uh, Sergio and I drove to Vegas to go do some live stuff when they first opened um, uh, Randy Couture's gym, Extreme Couture, and all that. You know, so when the COVID hit with my job and what he has going on, and, and when you're let me tell you something, when you're building hospitals in Mexico, that to me takes precedence over whatever. So I hadn't talked to him for a while. We've talked about, yeah, once this is over, let's try to work something out and get it back on because the grappling community as a whole is like, hey, man, you know, we want to get on or whatever. So I hadn't talked to him for a while. So today, like I showed on my social media, if you go check it out, John Thomas, who uh, was the, the 2020 grappling guest of the year. And the way we do it's funny because everybody goes, that'll work or whatever. But the way we do it is when I get the feedback, when people say, hey, man, I, you know, I saw John Thomas shoot that blast double at Fight to Win. That dude's amazing. Does he do this with his wrestling? How does he mix this? So I get him back on, and we answer those questions. So that happened so much that, you know, we said, this is the guy. This is the guy that got the most. It's kind of like on Facebook, with whoever gets the most likes or the most whatever. So, <clears throat> you know, we named him. Uh, we met today because we wanted to take his gear. You know, we took him some shirts, and, and uh, Nicolette Marie made him some uh, some Starbucks-style cups with his grappling logo on it, a whole bunch of stuff, you know, or whatever. And we talked, and we, we got him just quick interview or whatever. It was, it was awesome. But I get a call. I take my family to Costco, 
And I wait in the car because I ain't got time. Believe me, I ain't, last thing I want to do is go deal with them people in Costco. But I get a call and I, I, I talk to Scotty and he's like, hey, man, what's going on, man? I saw, you know, the grab. I said, yeah, man. I go, people, it's out there. They want they want to know, you know, they when you get somebody who's legit like John Thomas, who who won at Fight to Win, which is a legitimate, um, you know, jujitsu grappling tournament without the gi. They they want to know and he's like well man let's let's go let's get something else going let me I'm still getting some stuff done when it's over let's get together let let let's do it let's bring OTM back let's bring Lucky Gee back in the fold so the point I'm trying to make is it it just blossomed into something else somebody hears something oh dude you get a call bam that leads to something else this is what I'm saying just just like an independent wrestler when he goes to a show there might be ten people out there but one person might see and say, hey, man, I like your stuff. Let, let's bring you back or or whatever. So it's so, a so point I'm trying to make. That's why my plate is so full because, it, you know, what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. And it just, I mean, Sunday, which is usually my day of rest, turned into Snowball Central. Like I said, met with Michael Parks. He's like, hey, man, I see this venue. I think this would be a great place to do a show. Let's 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 put the wheels in motion. I'm like, let's do it. He's well. Who do you think will work well with this person? And I'm like, hey man, you know, Vito can work great with this person, and you know, Alexander Vega. If you put him with this guy, it's gonna, you know. So we just work magic, and then, you know, just kept going. Talk to Manny, who's working right now, who's the owner of of the United Wrestling Council. And he's like, man, this sponsor wants to jump on, but we want to make sure that we have. And I'm like, let's do it. So. That's the point I'm trying to make. Keep working. I don't care who calls you. Get on that show. Get your buns out there and, and get yourself known. So we'll talk a little bit more, more about that when we get Hyde in here. So let me take a quick break. We'll get Hyde in here, and we'll really start to put the wheels in motion. All right, hang on. We'll be right back. UWC Radio, everybody. Hang on. Everybody was listening that the last show we did of, of 2020 for the United Wrestling Council, but we actually had uh, the owner and uh, proprietor of the United Wrestling Council, Manny Pinson. And I said, you know, I'm trying to fix it up and get some stuff in here. So, uh, you know, to make the show a little bit more, when I used to work with Joe Schmo, he used to have this box that just had all these sound effects on it, you know, or whatever. But I go, let me get, let me put the applause in. This is it. like a horde of locusts that are coming in to, to kill the crops or whatever. And I'm like, hey, man, I tried. So then I gave him this. <laughs> so even though, you know, we, we didn't have, well, we did have a lot to talk about, but it just, it was just so funny how much, you know, 
<laughs> we were doing or whatever, and it reminded me of those days. And, you know, we talk about paying dues. Hey, man, I used to work for Big Swag back in the day. Myself, Looney Lane, Samoa Joe, uh, John Cena used to come in and, and do the chat room or whatever. And, and I'm going to tell you a quick story, okay? First of all, let me get to, let me get to Paul's photos because speaking of sponsorships – Got to mention Paul's Photo. Far and away, Paul's Photo is the best store for all your camera needs. Located in the city of Torrance, they have the best prices and professional advice from beginner to pro. Still photos or video, Paul's Photo will take care of all your photo and video needs. Located at 23845 Hawthorne Boulevard in the city of Torrance, and you can always call Mark at 310-375-7014. You can always go to Paul's Photo. Dot com. Paul's photo, ready, willing, and able to help with all your camera needs. You know what? I want to tell the story with, with about John Cena when we, but I figure, you know what? Let's get let's get Hyde in here so we can we can talk about um, we can talk about this because we'll get we'll get his thoughts on that. It's because I used to. It's funny because I uh, just a friend requested Rick Bassman, who I I worked. Uh, with a little bit over at UPW. And when I had my show over on Sunset and Hobart, he was one of the, the people that came on over there too. So I want to tell that story, but I want to make sure we get him on here first because it, 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 it goes to the, um, to what I was saying about not knowing, not believing in somebody or not, you know, if not going to a show because you don't think you're going to get paid enough or something like that. It falls along those lines. So I'm waiting for Hyde to call in. It should be coming up. Any second. So we'll talk a little bit. And no, it, it wasn't a work. And it's the same thing on my social media as I'm on there right now. They're like, dude, here's here's one of the questions. Are you on steroids? No, I am not. I'm just fat. <laughs> but I do. I do work out every day. I do have a home gym. I, and this is why I think they shouldn't take weights out of the prison because it's such a release. I have so much pressure at work. You know, I work in the medical business and it's it's so hectic. It's nice to have an hour and a half to go down to the garage with, with my TV and and go from there. So that's why personally I believe that you shouldn't that you shouldn't take them up. But real quick for the people listeners, you're here, you're at UWC Radio. Don't forget you can check us out every Friday now from seven to eight thirty. But on the line with me now, the man himself, Hyde. Hyde, how are you, my friend? Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you good. How are you, man? <laughs> I'm good. It's good to have you on. Um, I, I wanted to bring you on. I was going to finish this story, but I said, let me bring Hyde on so we could talk a little bit about this um, uh, before we get into it. I want to talk to you a little bit about training, you know, at Santino Brothers. I want to talk to you a little bit about training on Friday nights with Lester. But in the opening, we talked We talked a lot about, because I've been in the business for years. We're going on probably 23, 24 years. And I've seen a lot of things and done a lot of things. And what I was saying in the opening is I don't want to become this grizzled old veteran, you know, that, that like Bret Hart, he's so sour to the business, you know, and it sucks because he's such a good worker and I, I, I hate to see that. So that's what I've said. That's why I like to get these young guys on here that are, that are paying their dues and working the shows and stuff like that. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that, but I want to finish the story that I was saying in the opening when I brought you on. So okay, uh, yeah, check. When you hear this, you're gonna go, "Nah, dude, I don't believe it." But it's the as as God is my witness, it's the God's honest truth. But I was working for UW uh, UPW, which was Rick Bassman's organization, and they used to have these little um, they call them UPW light shows at the Raw Training Center, uh-huh. which stood for Real American Wrestling in in El Segundo. So Chris Daniels was was the trainer for a while, but he he had to go to 
uh, Michinoku Pro to to do Curry Man or whatever. So then they had uh, the real deal Damian Steele. He he came he came from XPW and he came over to um, UPW and started you know doing the classes. So we did a UPW light show and it was myself and a dude named Superbad that wrestled against John Cena who wrestled as the prototype and Samoan Joe. I, I had known Samoan Joe for a long time. We'd worked a lot together, whatever. So anyways, we go through the match, whatever. Samoan Joe gives me the insecurity and knocks me smooth out. I mean, I, I all I remember was looking up at the lights and thinking that we didn't go through the finish. And then I could hear him say, Oh my God, I killed my friend. I killed my friend. So that was it. <laughs> so anyways, we get to the back and, and Cena pulls these really nice brand new black patent leather boots out of his bag. And I'm like, dude, those are sweet. And he's like, yeah. He goes, uh, <clears throat> I, I got a, a a contract with WWE, a developmental. I'm going to go to Smoky Mountain in like a week. And I'm like, man, go on with this. And I'm like telling Joe, come on, get Smoky Mountain, that loco or whatever. And he's like, no, nah, man, I'm serious. I'm like, oh, man, get out of here. So he he comes back. We went to go train. I think it was like a week later. And he was training in those those boots. And I'm like, dude, you training in your boots? He goes, yeah, I want to get used to them. I head out for Ohio Valley tomorrow. And I'm like, would you stop? I go, dude. And he goes, I'm telling you. So we went back and forth. He he goes out there to, I, I think it was Smoky Mountain or or the one that Jim Cornette was, was running or whatever. And then, you know, maybe three or four weeks after that, he's on Raw. And I'm watching Raw going, holy shit, he was right. <laughs> you know, he wasn't messing around. So the point I'm trying to make is, you you you, sh- you should always believe in somebody. Never never say, man, get out of here or whatever. When some kid says, hey man, I'm gonna make it to WWE one day. I never from that day on, I never said, man, go on with that. All right, you're gonna be in the Indies forever. Ever since that day, I've never done it. So the point I'm trying to um, I'm trying to make is, you as an independent wrestler. Okay, I wanna I wanna talk a little bit about doing shows because a lot of these people mm-hmm. nowadays when I was coming up in the business. I, I don't care. I'd work wherever. You know, I did back then in the in the late nineties, early two thousands, it was a lot of lucha because there wasn't very many American shows. So I did a lot of those. Never worried about the money because I had a full time job. I just wanted like when I worked for Kiss and Charisma, hey man, when when Liz Mark and them come put me with them, no problem. Bam. And he did it. So that's what I did coming up in the business. Now yourself, before we get into that what what got you what got you into it? Did you see an ad for Santino's, or did you say, "Hey, man, I always want to be a wrestler"? Did somebody approach you? What what got you from that point to Santino Brothers to start training? So I believe back in like 2014, uh, I've just always had it in my head uh, since I was like 14 that I want to be a pro wrestler. I never knew what or how to get into it, you know, I would read online, like, all these stuff, like, oh, you have to be, like, buff, and, like, uh, go to a wrestling school, and, and I thought that was, like, just, like, WWE, like, okay, like, I'm gonna have to, I looked for, like, WWE schools around here, and, like, it wouldn't show up, and then, uh, years later, um, just life happened, and then all of a sudden, like, that urge came back to, like, you know, it's always been in the back of my head, so, I would look around, and I found a school, Knox Pro. Uh, unfortunately, that was a bit too far for me and a bit uh, pricey, which was the issue. And my friend, that he wanted to do, like, wrestling too, he found the Santino Bros, and he was telling me, hey, dude, check this out. And I looked at it, and uh, 
I liked what I was seeing, the videos that they post up on YouTube. You know, you couldn't listen to, like, Joey Chaos and Robbie Phoenix, and I saw, like, Jake Atlas. And, like, uh, me and my buddy just decided to go check out the school. Like, uh, we checked when the classes were on, and we went, and uh, it was, like, dude, like, there was a pro wrestling ring there. There was mats. It was... um, it was like a legit place where like you need to pay your dues and like there's no playing around and like I was like dude like I need to I need to come here my bad for my language but that's how my friend found it on uh, on online Google like just pro wrestling schools around LA and hey, was that the first I one to come up into contact when when you googled uh, it was that the first one that came up no I no because I looked at um. I just put it on Google, like, wrestling schools, and then Knox Pro came up, and then, like, another Uh, school far, and, like, uh, I couldn't, I was just, like, I guess this is the only school around here, and then my friend found it online, and uh, I think he might have found them on, like, Instagram or something, and then. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Well, well, you, you know, to be honest with you, very lucky, because that's a well-established school that will, if you, if you do everything right, will get you to where you need to go because there's a lot of schools that are just looking for money. And, and, okay, I'll give you another quick story. When I was training at a place in Orange County um, uh, with Ellen, who is one of the Young Bucks' wife. I can't remember which one, Nick or Jack. I don't know which one. She was trained there. She was, And let me tell you something. She's got more heart than any woman I've ever seen. But it was only her mm-hmm. second day of training, and they were they were trying to teach her back body drops. And I'm like, dude, you you are going to break your neck. I'm like, you might want to check out another school or whatever. And she ended up, uh, I think she ended up training with Charles Ramos or whatever after that and got some good training. But, you know, you have to be careful with what you do. So real quick for the people Mm -hmm. listeners, you're here. You're at UWC Radio, and we're talking to Hyde, and we're talking a little bit about, about training, getting into the business and stuff like that. So for the people listening to us, okay, I'll give you my first day. And then, and then you tell me what, how it was your first day when you got there, because back in the day, that's how they used to do it. Uh, Pistol Pete Marquez, yeah. who, who, who was, you know, back at working at the Olympic Auditorium, that's how far back this goes, or whatever. My buddy, Manny, who was the owner of this, of this company and radio station, he was training there. And he said, hey, man, if you're looking to get in the business, Pete will train you, man, and he'll get you to the promised land. I said, right on, let's do it. So they took us over to Gill's Garage. And I mean, he literally just beat the mess out of me. He almost broke my ankle. He he snapped a few tendons or whatever. And I remember on the way home, I'm telling Manny, dude, what? This dude tried to kill me. He goes, man, I'm telling you, that's how you do it. If you're if you act like a little woman and cry and leave, he's not gonna uh, pay no attention to you. But if you come back, he's gonna know you're serious. And then that's where we're going to go from there. So that's what happened. I came back. It wasn't the next day. It was like the day after or whatever. And we kept working. And then from that moment on, we, you know, I kept working. And But he didn't smart me up to the business for at least probably six to eight months before he actually smartened me up to the business. So yourself, we're going to, we're going to fast forward up a, a few years. Tell us about that first day. Do they like want to check out your conditioning or do they want to see your personality or your physique? Tell us about that first day. So the first day I got there, they sat us down. They said, all right, this is going to be one of the hardest things that you're ever going to (laughs) do. But if this is your goal, if this is your dream, you're going to push through it. 
And uh, so the first day was they blew us up. Like, they made us run two laps from, like, the gate. And this is, like, on, like, cement. And, yeah. like, it's, like, it's not a – it's not, like, like performance center status. It's, like – Oh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, hard work, hard work stuff. So they blew us up, uh, no breaks, no water breaks until an hour after um, they blew us up. Uh, so they would make us do a bunch of, like, calisthenic stuff. And they let us hop into the ring. Uh, and I believe we would, like, run the ropes. We would go out. We would be doing calisthenics. Um just testing us, you know, there were people that actually like quit like 30 minutes into it because it was yeah. that rough, you know? Yeah. Um, That's how they weed them so, out. So, yeah, but they're not trying to, maybe they are, maybe they aren't, you know, it's like the only the yeah. strong survive, you know, how bad you want it, you know? Um, right. But you have, you have to come prepared as well, uh, some sort of conditioning. And a lot of the people that quit, they didn't because they thought it was going to be all fun and games, but they take that place so seriously. Like, they yeah. try to scare the crap out of you. Like, hey, you can die from this. It's it's fun, but the beginnings, it's not going to be fun. It's pure work. It's always going to be work. The fun comes later. And, you know, they just really put that into us and that wrestling doesn't owe you crap. So don't get stressed out. Think, like, it's like 10 years you're doing this wrestling and like, I haven't gotten signed. I'm not getting pushed. It's because it's all up to you, you know, where you want, how far you want to get into it. You're not owed anything. You have to put in a lot of freaking work and it starts the first day you get there, you know? Yeah. And and it's like anything else. It was as much as you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. Right. So, so real, uh, real quick for the people that are listening to us, how long did it take you till till Joey or Robbie Phoenix or whatever said, "Look, man, I think you're ready to do a show. Let let's go ahead and do it." So training, I graduated um, September. I would still go training, you know, because it doesn't stop once you graduate. And right. I believe it was on October. Uh, Joey came up to me, and uh, he said, "Hey, you got gear, man?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> And he said, okay, we'll start getting your gear ready because on November you're going to – we're thinking of making you debut. And I was like, oh, my God, like, thank you. Like, I was like, holy crap, because my coach said, like, don't expect to debut right after you graduate. You know, it could take a year, a year and a half. The average is, like, a year and a half. So after you graduate, right. wait, like, six months, and you have to keep going and showing that, you know, you want it and, you know, uh, put in the work, you know, not ask and just – Whenever they have a spot open, okay, this guy's ready. So it yeah. was a month after, and, like, I was stoked because I was expecting six months. And then he told me within, like, a month, like, okay, man, we'll be thinking of debuting you. And I was like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> so. Yeah. And so what did you – did you go to Kiro's to get your gear? Or what, what, how did all that come about? Um. So my gear, I was – Looking, actually, uh, it's my first pair of gear, so don't judge, yeah. but I actually got it from, like, the Wish app. Um, uh-huh. I told, like, some of my coaches, like, hey, I like this one, and I like I like this jacket, and I like these pants. Yeah. Um, and he said, oh, well, why don't you get them? And I'm like, well, they're from this app. He's like, and they said, like, hey, fucking man, it's your, f-. oh, I'm sorry for the language. Uh, <laughs> no, you're okay, said, okay. 
they said they said, Hey, just go for it and I was like, Okay. And yeah. I got it, but my boots my boots are legit. I got it's an investment. They were yeah. like a couple hundred dollars. And I knew that I, they would last me for like years. So Yeah. It's an, it's like it's true, like you say, it's an investment. Well, let me tell you. The, um and, and I'm gonna tell you this, we're gonna take a quick commercial. Can, can you hang with us for a little while uh, through commercial? Of course, yeah, yeah. Okay, of course. Well, I'm gonna go to commercial right now because I got a couple of minutes before I have to hit it. But now that you said that, you know, I had taken some uh, uh, quite a while off, and then my my daughter wanted to start wrestling, so I started working with her. But just this last, I would say maybe four months ago, when I was working in Laguna Hills for for R and R Productions out there, when I went. And I saw the guys that were in the main event. It was Ray Leon and and I can't remember who else, but man, they they had nice brand new gear. They had all went to Mexico and got uh-huh. some new gear made and the boots that matched and the mascaras that everything. And I went, damn, these guys look like a million bucks. I go, no wonder they're in the main event. So it made me at the age of of fifty four. Uh, you know, say, hey, man, I got, so I went and ordered uh-huh. some new boots. I went to Kiros, got some stuff made and all that. I said, man, these these guys are, you know, it, it really makes a difference. So I get uh-huh. what you're saying. You know, you you it's, you it's you want to make an investment because, you know, you want to look your best or, or whatever. And it does pay off in the end. It's, it's, it's smart. You know, you're on the right track. But real quick, let me take a quick break. We're going to be right back after this, and we're going to stay on with Hyde because not only I want to finish talking to him about, you know, uh, that first match, how it went, and, you know, uh, different dance partners and stuff like that, but I want to talk a little bit about the news because I like to get the younger person's point of view from, from things like that. So hang on with me. We'll be right back after this. Hang on. because that song for some reason gets everybody fired up they're like yeah man let's get in there but real quick for the people <laughs> listeners you're here here at uwc wrestling don't forget you check out the united wrestling council radio show moved over to fridays now so and we got hide with us but real quick before we get back to that for the people listening to us here on blog talk radio don't forget yards after contact gotta check out yards after contact printing service apparel and of course custom cornhole boards check them out at yardsaftercontact.com and check out their facebook page there's great pictures of some of their uh magnificent work especially with those custom cornhole boards and you can also check out their custom uwc shirts modeled by our own manny pinson that's yards after contact get your custom gear today you know we we we're talking to Hyde and we're talking a little bit about, well, I was talking in the opening about, you know, you should always take your gear. And if you go check out a show and there's only 10 people who cares, always give it your best. But the, uh, I'll give you an example, Hyde. We have this sponsor that that's uh, Paul's photos. And I thought when I'm mm-hmm. talking to Manny, I go, well, what, you know, 
do they know anything about wrestling or whatever? He's like, dude, I'm telling you, let's go do a live broadcast over there. Let's take everything, and, and I'll show you what I'm talking about. So I invited everybody. I mean, Kayam, Enima de Oro, Sean Black, uh, the High Risk, a whole, all, everybody. And, and mm-hmm. I would say about half of them showed up, okay? When they did, mm-hmm. I've been doing this for a long time. I mean, I'm talking almost 17 years. These this was like far and away one of the most uh, what's the word I'm looking for productive and helpful things we ever did. Cause what they did is they brought all the, all their, their top photographers and they brought all their equipment. So they had everybody getting their gear and they used like this specific lighting or whatever. And it made you look like the million bucks. I mean, I'm fat, oh, but yeah, they, yeah. Made, they, yeah, they made me look like I was, you know, really, you know, uh, with the colors and the darkness in shape. I mean, they really knew what they were doing. So everybody was like, hey, bro, can, can you get me? So, yeah, we hooked them up and got their pictures and they sent them out. And, you know, it, it just was really, really productive. So th- that's the question I have for you. Now, mm-hmm. you know, coming up in the right, I mean, everything sucks right now because of COVID, of course. But uh, yeah. yourself, when, when, when they call you for a show, What's the first thing do you look for? Do you look at them and say, well, uh, because you have to be kind of careful. If you're not too familiar with the promoter, you know, well, well, uh, do you say, well, look, man, let me come check out one of your shows online and I'll get back to you. Or do you just say, uh, yeah, let's do it. Uh, so I do some research. I ask around like, Hey, how is this promotion? Is it legit? Like, uh, yeah. what do you think? Like I have some people that I trust. Uh, and I asked them, and also, like, I've kind of been wrestling around, so I am kind of have a better idea if this place is, like, legit or not. Um, yeah. But when they do tell me, um, I look at the message, and then I look at, like, I ask them, like, oh, well, this is my name. Uh, what's your name? What's your promotion? Yeah. And then I look it up, and if I like it, and if the people say, like, yeah, I trust that place, then I tell them, okay, uh yeah, and I don't even know who I'm wrestling. You know, you just go and you just find out right then and there. Yeah. Um, well, see, so, and you make yeah, a good, you, know, you make a you make a good point right there because uh-huh. when I talked to Joey and and this is when when he was just starting to get going and you know before it blossomed to, into what it is today and he said, hey man, uh-huh. I I when I train these guys and when Robbie and I train them, this is what I train them for because I don't want them to get in a comfort zone like getting used to working with these people. When somebody calls them and says, hey, I want you to work, I want them to know, hey, man, this guy's going to mix a little bit of lucha. They know what they're doing. You know, they they, and they won't be uh, afraid to say, well, I'm not too used to that. So never mind. I'm just going to wait and go take this other this other uh, show or whatever. So Mm -hmm. that's that's another good reason why it's good to go to somebody like that. Now, you know, you you work your shows and, uh, you, you know, you've been what's the word I'm looking for? Like coming up through the ranks or whatever, but mm-hmm. now the COVID hits. So when the COVID hit, do you yeah. kind of, there's, when I was talking in the opening, there's two ways to go. Either you can uh, mm-hmm. kind of relax a little bit and say, Hey, let me, let me see what happens. Or, you know, you go the other way and say, Hey, look, man, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to maybe switch up the gimmick, you know, maybe get me a valet or whatever. Mm-hmm. What about yourself? What, what as, as this COVID, which hopefully is going to come to an end soon, because uh, and like me with the, all the people that I work, we have two shows that are locked and loaded. They're they're all we have to uh-huh. do is when they say, okay, you're good, we're gonna pull the trigger. So that could be uh-huh. next week. It could be three weeks from now. So what about yourself during this COVID? Uh, have you been like 
kind of waiting it out to see what's happening or go the other direction and maybe switch up a couple things? Or how's it going for you personally right now during this COVID? So before I continue, I did want to say thank you for uh, for asking me to be on, uh, for hitting me up and making this happen. And, um, and as for the question about COVID, um, yeah, it really sucks because I was beginning to feel like, okay, I'm starting to get this thing down. Um, but luckily, uh, it's allowed me to still do some sort of training online because Santino Bros is doing like online yeah. class training. And uh-huh. it's made me realize that my character, Hyde, is actually not working out. So I am doing a gimmick change. I'm in the process of uh, doing that, making some new gear. I've, um, I have a person that is making my new gear. I'm painting some stuff on my knee pads, making a new jacket, working on promos. Uh, as far as, um, working, uh, 2020, I worked three matches and I only did those because they provided COVID testing and I felt that it can help my career in some sort of way. Like there were places that were asking me, but I was like, you know what? Like pay me, it wasn't worth it for like, if my life was at risk. So I'm like, you know what? I need to like wait. And, um, but yeah, you know, just been, uh, I, it's it's rough just sitting around because I feel like I'm just lazy cause when I want to go out and wrestle, but I'm like, yo, I have asthma. It's not going to be worth it for like a little experience and uh, COVID, you know, just yeah. all the stuff I read. I'm not scared of it. I respect it and I follow the right. rules. And they say, if you got to stay home, you got to stay home. But um, yeah. I, it's rough. Um, but I've been keeping myself occupied with watching wrestling, you know, looking yeah. at the match structure, trying to do anything I can to keep moving forward and not try to waste a, a year, you know. Yeah. But and I want to I I talk to you. I want to talk to you about that too, because I, I got to be honest with you, man. I, I haven't watched WWE in, in quite some time. I want to get to that. But even, even though, you know, you're, you're coming up in the ranks and you've wrestled uh, to me, um, I've been wrestling for years, and there's there's maybe I'm gonna say three guys that just can follow me. You know, I mean, I I know like if I if I do this that whatever, they're right there. You know, they're they're and and mm-hmm. I I always call it a good dance partner. I'll, I'll give you an example. Right. Uh, we were um I went to go check out an AWS show because uh, Cincinnati Red, who I'd known forever, he had passed away, and it was a charity show, so I wanted to you know go give some money and go check out the show, and I hadn't been to an indie show in a while, so I saw Mikey O'Shea wrestle Seen Bodai, and I knew who Mikey mm-hmm. O'Shea was. I worked, I never worked against him, but I worked with him a couple of times or whatever, and I knew same thing with Seen Bodai. I that match was one of the best matches that I've seen Mikey O'Shea do, but I can tell that seen Bo- Bodai was leading the dance. I mean, I could just, you know, mm-hmm. when you're a worker, you, you see these things. And I'm like, man, that's a hell of a dance partner. Okay. And I'll give you, mm-hmm. I'll give you one more example. Um, I, I was so sick. I had the flu. I didn't want to go, but my daughter, um, we have a good working relationship with, with Joseph from PCW. And he had invited mm-hmm. us. We had him on the show and he said, come down. And I'm like, okay. So I was so sick. I couldn't even drive. So we Ubered up there and he put uh-huh. Jake Atlas before he went to WWE against Daga. And I, I said, oh. man, that, that's, that's going to be a good match. Let me tell you something, okay? 
as we sit here today and been in the business forever, it takes, first of all, it takes a lot for me to pay money to go see somebody. But not only being sick, I literally was in the second row and I was so sick that I couldn't even throw the money in the ring. I had to give the money to the lady in front of me and say, can you, can you throw this up here? But that's how good that match was. I have never in my life thrown money in the ring, but I took singles that, out of my pocket and threw them in because was it was there. The, I was there for yeah. the ring crew. That match yeah. was amazing. I was like, holy yeah. crap. Like, yeah. But would you agree with me that, that that having Daga as a dance partner not only brought out the best in Jake, but him too? I mean, it was just it was just that uh, that made it even more. Would, would you agree? Well, when something works, it works. Um, yeah. I haven't had the pleasure of getting to know or wrestle Daga, but um, when when you when it works, it works, and that match yeah. and that chemistry, I felt it was good, and they both think, and that just makes for an even better match, you know, competition, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was a phenomenal match. I I agree, I agree one hundred percent. So it's like I'm saying, you never you never know, and we talk a lot about that, you know, being a young wrestler, you know, always making sure you have your gear when you go to check out a show. When we the last uh-huh. show we did in Laguna Hills, um, which was I think. Man, maybe six weeks ago. It wasn't too long ago. Uh, Damien, Bestia, and um, somebody else were supposed to come to to wrestle. And Damien had mm-hmm. got sick. He had got the COVID. So when I saw Bestia, I'm like, hey, man, where's your daddy? He's, oh, he's sick, bro. You know, he's got the COVID. Oh, okay. So I'm talking to him. I look over, and there's Daga. And I go, uh, are you working? He goes, yeah, man, I'm going to take his spot. I'm like, dude, that's, that's a hell of a replacement <laughs> right there. You know, so you never know what you're going to get, you know, when you go. He's like, hey, man, we were all together. He couldn't make it, so I jumped on with them, and I'm going to do the show or whatever. He brought Tessa with, with him, and I, I had always wanted to, to meet and talk with her. And, you know, with the, I saw her at the Lucha Expo, and she had this. Let me tell you this. Tessa Blanchard at the Lucha Expo had the longest line, and the first – because my booth was right up above – where, where she was signing. The first guy that mm-hmm. stepped up spent $180 just on her signing pictures. I'm like, dude, wow. that's, that's saying something. I mean, it was, it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. But the, the point I'm trying to make is you, you never know what's going to happen and you never know who's going to be there. They can call and say, Hey man, we don't have anybody. Daga's here. Hey, hi kid. Did you bring your gear? All right, man, I'm gonna put you with them. You know, and if they have that confidence in you and they know, it's like, man, you know, that now you know it paid off for me to go take those classes and, and go work the Lucha class or whatever. You know, this, it's kind of like the, the point yeah. I'm, I'm trying to make. Um, real quick, I, I just want to run a couple of more things by you real quick. Hi, can you hang on for one more one more quick break? Yeah, yeah, no problem. All right, cool. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back at this. We'll talk to Hyde, talking a little bit about, you know, that that indie scene and making sure you got your gear. But I want to get his thoughts on the future of what he's got coming up. So hang on. We'll be right back after this. Hyde, everybody. You know what's funny is I put that 
I put that bell on there because when when they have this big schmoz or whatever, and everybody comes out and starts fighting, and they're ringing the bell, I don't know why they think that make, that makes them think that they're going to stop or whatever. I guess it just <laughs> it just it just adds adds to the excitement. But anyways, yeah, real quick for chaos. the people listening, yeah, like it but makes it even worse. But real quick for the people listeners, you're here, you're at the United Wrestling Council Radio, and I'm talking to Hyde. Talk a little bit about you know uh, good dance partners and making sure you have your stuff because you never know what's going to happen. But before we get to that, got to make sure we get in Paul's photos because Paul's photos is far and away the best store for all your camera needs. Located in the city of Torrance, they have the best prices and professional advice from beginner to pro. Still photos or video, Paul's photo will take care of all your photo and video needs. Located at 23845 Hawthorne Boulevard in the city of Torrance, you can always call Mark at 310-375-7014, and you can always go to paulsphoto.com. Paul's photo, ready, willing, and able to help you with all your camera needs. Now, Hi, we were talking in, in the opening, and I was talking about independent wrestlers and stuff like that. And and I was saying I I never worried about you know working for a promoter or anything like that because I've always kept a full time job. So I'll give you an example. Let's say this promoter called me from San Diego, and he says, "Man, I'll pay you a hundred bucks or whatever." I'm like, "Cool." So you take a two hour drive out to San Diego, and I get there, and he mm-hmm. says, "Oh, bro, I can, I can only pay you 60. And I'm like, "Okay, so now you're stuck. Either you make your sixty or you go home with nothing, right? So I was always the mm-hmm. type of guy that said, no problem, man. I work for that 60 bucks. When I go get my pay, I'm like, hey, bro, you know, we had a deal or whatever. Just don't call me anymore. I mean, it's cool, but just don't call me. And and we were cool. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I had a partner that wrestled by the name of Bronx Bummer. His name was Al Lyons. And he was huge. I mean, he, he was probably 6'2", and I would say he was a solid maybe 245, 250, okay, huge. And for some reason, they put us together when I was working at All Nations at a Lucha show. And he says, hey, man, you know, I like your stuff, bro. Let, let's, let's, let's tag or whatever. And I'm like, all right, cool. Now, this guy, if you promise us 100 bucks and you don't pay us 100 bucks, you're going to get your ass kicked. And, and <laughs> I mean, I, this is, <laughs> I, he was my friend for five years. And I never, ever had to worry about a payout. When he would call me and go, hey, bro, we're going to go to TJ. Whatever, let's go. Because I, I knew we yeah. were going to get yeah. there. Now, I had to pull him off a few people before or whatever. And I've uh-huh. had to, you know, I've literally had to chase him down the freeway because he was chasing a promoter down down towards the freeway oh, or whatever. So the point I'm trying to make is there's people who are like that and people who are not. Now, yourself, you know, still still coming up in the business or whatever, give your take on that if the promoter says hey look bro uh why don't you come i'm gonna i'm gonna i can give you 20 for gas or whatever and then he says hey man uh you know I, the card was slow or whatever i'm gonna give you 10 but i'm good for it do you kind of take their word for it or do you kind of tell them hey man we had a deal or, or give, give me your take on that well first working at like if it's my first time working at that place and then they tell me that and i'm fresh in the business and i'm trying to get my name out there of course, right. I'm going to still go because um, I shouldn't worry about how much money I'm getting paid right now. I need to worry about the experience. And right. if I can get something out of it, then who cares about the money for right now? Eventually, I mean, of course, you need to worry about your the money that you receive. But um, if that happens more than like a couple of times, then, you know, you just say thank you. And then you just don't hit up that promoter anymore. Yeah. Um, as, yeah, but that's what I would do. That's my intake on that. 
Uh, yeah, and you kind of, you kind of get what I'm saying. I, I never worried about. Look, look, I'll give you, uh, for instance, like Kiss and Charisma or Martin Marin from from WPW. Uh-huh. I, I worked for uh-huh. both of them for years, and I never worried about the pay because I had a full time job. But I would say, hey, look, man, if if these guys come, put me with them. It, it, uh, this is if you're confident in your wrestling. And you say, look, uh-huh. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. The headhunters were coming, and you, you ever seen how big those dudes were? And I said, yeah. hey man, I, I really would like that match. And he goes, you know what, dude, done. And you know, and so I was glad that he had enough confidence to put me with them. So I was happy. So I never worried about the uh-huh. play. But it was, it was kind of different back then, because it was more like a family. I mean, he, his wife would make like, you know these full-blown dinners with pot roast and potatoes. So we'd go over there and we'd eat and we'd have a good time or whatever. So I, I never really, it's like you said, I got the experience. I got to work with people or whatever. So it never really bothered me. I, I hope with, with working with these two companies that I'm working with right now, that's kind of what we, we want to do. We want to make sure, well, first of all, we're going to take care of you as best we can monetarily, but we want to make sure, you know, mm-hmm. that, 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 that not only we, you know, we pay you or whatever as an employee or independent contractor, but we build a relationship, you know, Hey bro, I see something in you. Yeah. Let's go ahead and put you with this guy or whatever. And I have, I'm one of the people that has full confidence. Like, even though you're, you're, you're still kind of, you know, getting, getting into the business and, and, and getting your experience and paying your dues and working with certain people. If I have this guy coming, Let's just say, friends, we'll throw a name out there like Daga, and you're there. I mm-hmm. I have no problem at all saying, hey, bro, I know you've been working at Santino Brothers or whatever. I'm going to go ahead and put you. Bam. And then it's up to you. Ball's in your court. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I have no problem. Yep. If it's not if it's not what we wanted, no problem. If it is, hey, man, that's just going to take you to the other level. That's why we have guys like you on so we can kind of get that word out there and let them know. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh- also, about, like when you say, also when you say like uh, promoters having you know uh, trust in you, you also have to trust yourself and believe in yourself because you can have all right. the people believe in you, but if you don't have it in yourself, then it's not going to work for you. And um, also, just real quick, when you said about uh, good dance partners, I actually did yeah. have a match with Mikey O'Shea, and yes. <laughs> that guy's like uh, very trustworthy, and I have nothing but good stuff to say about him. So. Uh, I just have to say that because he's a genuinely nice guy. So yeah, yeah, he he's yeah. he's been in the business. He's been in the business for a, a while. I've, time, I've even yeah. I've even uh, sub- went to some of his training classes over at OCCW when when um, Nicolette was getting into the business and stuff like that. And, and yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just saying that night was yeah one of the best matches I've ever seen him have. I mean, just the way because mm-hmm. some people I don't mesh with. And then there's some people that I do. There was a guy named El Sagrado that I wrestled at All Nations that was just, he was just there, man. You know, everything. Boom. He just knew. Uh-huh. And and that's what I saw on that match. So it's 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 nice when you can, you know, that's that's like back in the day. Like, Ric Flair meshed so well with Ricky Steamboat, they took it all over the world. You know what I mean? Ooh, yeah. Or with Dusty, Ooh, with Dusty yeah. Rhodes. They just took it all over the world. So that, that's kind of what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. But now, mm-hmm. real quick. We'll talk a little bit about indie wrestlers or whatever. Uh, I'm going to go mm-hmm. on record as saying that I think the best indie wrestlers going right now, and I'm going to call them indie wrestlers because they're not just like signed to one company, has got to be Penta and, and Ray Phoenix. Now, to me, I think it's smart 
that they didn't they didn't drop anchor in one certain company because they can go work for AAA or they can go work for AEW or if they need to go overseas or whatever they're freed up to do that. Now I'll mm-hmm. get this opinion for you. Think that that's the smart thing to do or do you think it's it's better to get your WWE contract or get your AEW contract, get your house, build your family, and then you have some sort of stability? What, what do you think between those two? I personally think it's better for them to to keep doing what they're doing. It, it all depends on when it comes to their level. Um, I feel that, like, m- like, money has a lot to do with it. So if you can earn more, you know, you don't have to go. A big thing is, like, you don't have to go to WWE to make all the money. Like, you can be an independent wrestler and be signed to, like, AEW and, like, work other places. And you can actually yeah. be making more money than, like, what the big companies are offering you. So it just depends on like, if you feel you can advance uh, going to like WWE or whatever, or if being uh, contracted, but still like an open contract, you know, and work other places. Like that sounds pretty fun um, to be able to do that. So yeah. like, I feel whatever is best for you and your goals, your goals is too. you know, you don't want to be away from your family then WWE might not be the right answer. And I'm pretty sure they have freedom too, you know, wherever they're working at um, to make their own schedule. So that's also, you know, um, a big variation into that decision. But (laughs) it's smart, you know, they're making good money. They're wrestling, having good matches. So um, I think they made the right choice, you know. Yeah, and when you're on that level, I mean, you you know, you yeah, you they're have like in yeah, they're in high demand. So it's like, yeah, you might as well. Yeah. Uh, have you have you personally um, seen them work? Uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Up close and personal, uh, Penta and and uh, Phoenix. I actually saw um, uh, Penta at Enoki Dojo. I was there. I did a. I was working that show, and like he was in the main event, and uh, yeah, he's. Uh, He's crisp, he's solid, he knows how to work. I'm no one to be telling him if he knows how to or not, but he obviously does know his stuff. Like, oh, yeah. I learn like new stuff watching like all the vets and he's a freaking vet, you know, and Yeah. Um yeah, well, I have seen him up close and personal, so uh, you know, I'll one. tell you, I you know, I I was working for on the mat for, for years uh-huh. and then when, when everything happened, uh I started working for, for Lucha Central. And mm-hmm. we we did the we did the uh, the, uh, the first Lucha Expo that was in Las Vegas. So this is a little over two years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was you know it was in, it was in Las Vegas. And you know uh, Nicolette and I went. And I got dude, I got the best interviews over there. I got so many people that I had been wanting to get you know for a long time. But the main right. event on that first night was going to be the reuniting of the Mexicos which was super crazy, psicosis, and uh, juventud against Ray Phoenix, Pentagon, and Rey Mysterio Jr. And I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. but the thing is, it wasn't, it wasn't, they, it was going to be a little while till they got there. So that match wasn't going to be till like, it was close to, I'm going to say 11 o'clock at night. Okay. Again, I'm in my fifties, uh-huh. bro. I'm used to going to bed at nine o'clock and getting up at five forty five every morning. So I said, there is no oh, way I'm gonna miss this match. I'm gonna stay up. I said, I wanna see what all the hype is about. I know they're good workers, but mm-hmm. this, you know, and let me tell you something. Far and away was the smartest thing I ever did. That hype 
was real. They, because a lot of a lot of guys when they do stuff like that, like the Lucha Expo or an independent yeah. show yeah. in in Memphis or something, they kind of mail it in or don't really don't do. But they went full on balls out Rambo, and I was like, dude. That hype is real. Those guys can go. And and it was smart because I think it was Kevin Kleinrock and Ruben Zamora that said, hey, let's reunite the Mexicans and put them with them. And that'll blow the roof off this place. And it far and away did. I mean, it was, you know, the hype was real. So I, I get it, man. When you're that talented, you know, you kind of the balls in your court and you can kind of call yeah. the shot. So I think yeah. it, it's true. It's smart that they that they do hook their their wagons to an independent type of thing to go now real quick because we're running up against the clock now i want to get one more question in before i let you get out of it and first of all i appreciate you staying on because i when i get somebody like hyde who's who's you know keeping in the loop and 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 stuff like that i like to pick their brain now this is an ongoing on all three of my shows okay this is an ongoing Mm -hmm. thing and, and this is just me first of all I am so happy when guys like uh, Andrade and Garza and Grand Metalik and Shinsuke Nakamura get signed to WWE because I know they're making money. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Andrade. He's engaged to Charlotte Flair. I mean, it don't get any better than that. So I'm so happy for him. <laughs> but then, you know, when I see that they just don't know what to do with them, you know, they just don't. They, if you put this, you know, if you put these guys against, well, let me give you an example, which which just happened. They they took Grand Metalik and put him against El Hijo de Fantasma in NXT. And I'll say, now, see, that's a match and a half for yes, because he's just been fluttering out there. Even though uh-huh. they did the Rado and all them, they just, I just don't think that they know what to do with them or whatever. Shinsuke, far and away the baddest dude from new japan or whatever and they just it started out okay but then it kind of fizzled down you know uh, andrade when he was sombra la sombra with the with the los ingobernables i mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i tell everybody i i don't like to see them you know i'm happy for them but i want them to go back to where they came from now guys like i am and they're like hey dude you know they're making money i'm happy for them let them let them do whatever let them ride it till the wheels fall off so give me your thoughts on that you think hey man it's cool you're doing your thing you're making your money that's cool or if you went over here back i mean look at how many people get released and just really bring it to the next level uh you you think it's good Mm -hmm. for them or do you think because they're making money or do you think they should say hey look let me think things out before i get that wwe contract um well like the heart wants what it wants man if you want to work at wwe you know you say (laughs) yeah like it's really hard to get that contract um as far as like when like people get signed and like it doesn't like it doesn't look like wwe or whatever place knows what to do with them man just let them wrestle that's what got them there let them do what they do best (laughs) you know and they try to control them so much like i I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for that, but it's, like, just let them wrestle. Like, Shinsky, like, now they're, like, kind of bringing him back up. But it's, like, yo, just let them free. Let them off their leash. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, do you, yeah. let's put it this way. Do you think if they if the, if the answer would be I, – I, I wouldn't say – well, I would say somebody like Conan who brought – Sicosis and Rey Mysterio Jr. to ECW, and they were like, dude, I think Paul Lee said, yeah, man, let him go. And that's why they did so well mm-hmm. in, in, in ECW. Do you think they need somebody like that? Like, so, okay, look, uh, we'll say somebody like Conan. We'll say his name is Jepe mm-hmm. Moseno. Jepe Moseno, you're in charge of, the, of, of these guys, okay? 
this is who you have. We want to try to bring up these Lucha guys. You know, we don't want them to go too crazy with the Lucha, but if you can make some of the matches, let us know. You think they need somebody like that, like a Conan type of person that'll say, yeah, man, I put, you know, uh, Andrade against Nakamura. That's going to blow the roof off this place. You think they need somebody like that? Uh, Well, I think they do have someone like that. And that guy's Triple H. Look at what he did with uh, NXT. <laughs> like, that was doing much better than Raw and, like, SmackDown. And like, once again, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for that. But look yeah. at that. Like, he let them off their leash, you know, a bunch of people that were, like, independents and, uh, you know, people that love wrestling. They just, hey, I trust you guys. You know, you guys, you know yeah. what you're doing. And it's fun to watch that, you know. Yeah. Um, and they've come so full they, circle. They just, some... they, and so, but some guys are even happy to go back to NXT, like Finn Balor. Of course, and when yeah. I saw Graham, yeah, Graham Metalik go back to NXT to wrestle El Hijo de Fantasma, I'm like, F that. Stay over there, dude. If they're going to give you those type of matches, just stay. I mean, I, I think they should, right? Yeah, but most of all, they just need someone to, like, stand up for, like, hey, man, this isn't working for us. We should do yeah. this, like. They need to be okay with, like, out of their comfort zone, I feel, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree 100%. They, you know, and it's a shame because they have the money and they have the product. They have the workers. I think they could, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I, I would just like to be the matchmaker for one show. I'm like, Vince, let me mm-hmm. do one show for you. I'll blow the roof off this place, and you can let me go back to, to Long Beach, California. <laughs> just let me do one <laughs> show, and it would just be awesome because they have, they have so much talent. But anyways, um, real quick, because I'm running up against the clock. I, I appreciate you coming okay. on, man. I mean, I've been doing this forever, and I like to get you know the, the, the younger guy's point of view because you know I see things a little bit different than some people do, you know. So it's good to have mm-hmm. different opinions and stuff like that. So real quick, Hyde, give us out your your social media so that people can follow you. Yes. So my social medias are for Instagram, who is Hyde, and there's a period in between who is Hyde. So who period is period Hyde. On Twitter, let us hide, and Facebook is uh, Jose Alberto Medina slash hide. So uh, yeah, those are my social medias. <laughs> Medina slash hide. Okay, perfect. Hey man, uh-huh. I appreciate you coming on. We got some shows coming up, man. We're definitely gonna bring you down so we can we can mix some people get get you know get a bunch of different looks and and get these guys some work, man. Because me. I mean, I've always been, it's always been my passion to to make Lucha Libre and pro wrestling a professional sport. That's why I like New Japan so mm-hmm. much because they, they treat it so much more like a sport. Oh. You know, it's on the sporting news yeah. and stuff like that. I, I just, that's where I want to get it to, man. So I appreciate you coming on, getting your point of view. And, and things of that nature. So for the people listeners, make sure you check out Hyde, man. I love the people who support the indie wrestling. When we go off air, people always, you know, say, hey, man, where's this guy going to be? All right, man, I'm about to go check him out or whatever. So I appreciate you coming on. We look forward to seeing you in the future, and we'll talk real soon. Okay, my friend? Hey, thank you, man. Thank you for having me on, and thank you to Fabi for hooking this up and also for Santino Bros, because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't yeah. have the privilege to talk to you guys. So You know what? Thank you, guys. Okay. Hold on, I'm gonna get in trouble, okay? But I got before we get let's mm-hmm. get out of here. One more, okay. hey man, I'm sorry, I I gotta get this in. You know, I I've known Joey for years. We from and Lester too. Believe me, we we went everywhere. Yeah, with Lester, with Lester and Joey, and and yeah. let me tell you something. I hadn't seen Joey in in a while, 
but I went to go work for 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 XPW, and I mm-hmm. saw him. And and he the last time I saw him, he had his curly hair and all this stuff for whatever, and was just working. But then when I saw him, there's a guy that worked for XPW as GQ Money. His name is Ryan Katz, and he's actually uh-huh. working for NXT now. And and he this guy was is genius. He is right where he should be. And when I uh-huh. saw him, when I saw Joey, I was like, damn, they put him in a three-way with Sikosis and um, I think it was Nosawa from Japan. And he had totally changed. He was in shape. He had a tan. He dyed his hair blonde. He came out to, uh, uh, I can't remember, So You Want to Be a Rock Star. So when uh, I hit his music, superstar. yeah, rock superstar. So when they hit his music and he came out and I was like, damn, this guy, who's the genius behind this or whatever? And I had to go find Ryan Katz and go, dude, is this your, he's like, yeah, man. We And I'm like, genius, bro. It's genius. So it, like I'm saying, it just takes that one thing to get you, mm-hmm. you know, where, and, and he just, it's funny because it's just people have knowledge because I saw, and then when I saw Joey after, I'm like, dude, this is, this is amazing. Dude is, and he's like, oh, yeah, bro, man. it's got to be here. And you know, all that. So it, it, it really makes sense. And then, we were doing a show at the Pico Rivera Sports Arena, and we were going to wrestle. I used to wrestle with the guy. We used to be the Tex-Mex Connection, and we were going to wrestle R-Truth and Big Baby Slim. And and okay. I see Ryan Katz looking out the corner of his eye, and he, he goes, Kevin, to Kevin Clary, he goes, do me a favor. And he goes, well, he goes, he gave him, I don't know how much money he gave him. He goes, go get me some black dickies and some black dickie shirts and uh, ask them their size and bring them here. So he goes, and he gets them, he comes back, and they put and he goes, we're going to make you guys the new Black Panthers. And and our truth was like, cool. And and it took oh, off. Oh. The people ate it up. I mean, the dude just sees something and and it and it works. You know what I mean? So again, yeah. I'm bringing it I'm bringing it back to that cuz I I've, I've seen so much but Ryan Katz, that dude, he's he's just got it. You know, like somebody like Paul E, you know, he was a genius and he was like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he would do these different things and it was just different. So you wanted to watch it. That's this guy. He when I saw Joey come out as the rock superstar chaos, I was like, fucking genius. I mean, it was just amazing. You know, so I, I had to get that in since you were on when you said, yeah, thanks Santino brothers or whatever. So, you know, yeah. little things like that, his experience with that, he's going to, he's going to pass that on to you guys. You know, he's going to say, look, you know, uh-huh. if you do this, this is going to get you to the promised land or whatever. So it's smart. It's smart uh-huh. to get over there. I, I just had to get that in before we, before yeah. we get out of here. But anyways, like, Hey man, I appreciate you staying on for the full hour, man. It's hard for me to get people to stay on because you can see I talk so much, but I appreciate you coming on and, and taking care of it. <laughs> and we'll make I sure. Could, I could, I could talk for, for another hour, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is you know, well, there's, uh-huh. And there's so much to cover, you know, that we can go on yeah. for days. You know, but but it, well, we'll uh-huh. get you back on, man. We'll get we'll get you back yeah. on, and we'll talk some more. And then hopefully this COVID's going to be over pretty soon, and, and we'll get back to business, and we'll start getting these getting you guys back to work. All right, my friend. Yes, thank you. Hey, stay right. safe, man, and everyone All right. too, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Wear All your right. mask. Hide, everybody. We'll be right back to wrap it up after this. Make All sure right. you check out Hide on social media.
that's that's my applause from coming from coming back after commercial. Or it should probably be more like this. Why I think that's that's so funny? Or I'll hit you with this. <laughs> that's supposed to be impact, and it sounds like the jail when they slam the door on the jail. But anyways, for the people listening, you're here. You're at UWC Radio. Don't forget you can check out United Wrestling Council Radio every Friday, and of course, make sure that you check out Yards After Contact. Got to check out Yards After Contact Printing Service Apparel, and of course custom cornhole boards. Check them out at yardsaftercontact.com and check out their Facebook page. There's great pictures of some of their work, especially the custom UWC shirts modeled by our own Manny Pinson. That's Yards After Contact. Get your custom gear today. Uh, <clears throat> talked to Manny before we went on air. We talked a little bit about getting uh, somebody on from Yards After Contact since we had um, Paul, uh, Paul, we had Mark Common from Paul's Photos on, so we'll definitely look forward to that. Big thanks to to Jose Alberto, man, for coming on and talking, you know, getting the, getting the the young, uh, younger, independent wrestler point of view, man. It was awesome. So we'll make sure we get that up so that we can check it out on his social media. Uh, make sure you stay tuned. Don't forget, we're on Sundays now, um, usually going from 7 till about 8, 8.15. So make sure you check this out. Got a lot of stuff in the works, man. Hopefully this COVID crap's going to be over soon and you won't be hearing any of this. <laughs> so make sure you make sure you check us out. Well, make sure you check us out because you won't be hearing any of this. All right, perfect. So with that being said, big thanks to Jose Alberto Medina, better known as Hyde, and of course, Yards After Contact and Paul's Photos. Hey, man, we appreciate you listening and checking out, you know, the independent wrestler point of view. And of course, from a grizzled old vet from myself. So make sure you check us out next Friday. I'm sorry, next Sunday, 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Blog Talk Radio. All right. We'll see everybody here next Sunday. Thanks, everybody.